Welcome to this ladies' panel at Faith Family Church. My name is Sarah Sheeran. I'm the wife of Kyle Sheeran, pastor of preaching and teaching here. And I'm beyond excited not just to be out of my house, but also to be with these two women, Dee Larry and Mary Shepherd. Dee Larry worked on staff here with us in her children's ministry and is still very involved in our children's ministry. Mary Shepherd leads a lot of women's Bible studies and is a big help to her husband, Kent, in his small group that we have here on Sunday mornings. Now, we're all members here at FFC, but I'd like these ladies to kind of tell me how long you've been a member here and if there's something that maybe is unique for you here at Faith Family or just something that you're very grateful for. Okay. Well, as Sarah said, I'm Dee Larry. Um, I've been a member here for about four years. Um, this is many things to be grateful for at Faith mm. Family, but um, one of the things that I find that people live and breathe and do each and every single day here is serve. Mm -hmm. um, and speaking as someone who has experienced being on the receiving end of the service, people here, I mean, they bring meals to women who've had babies, people who are sick. Um, the church um, supported and served me when I lost my husband about three years ago. Um, there's men, you know, we have a culture where men are kind of like, kids, uh, get away. But there are men in this church who have stepped up, um, who've, you know, taken my son and are like, hey, we understand that you're not, there's some things that you're going to go through that your mom just can't understand because she's a woman. So let me and my family kind of guide you through that process. I've had men literally get off of work at like six o'clock and like, hey, I'm coming to disciple your son. Mm -hmm. I have one person in particular. Uh, they kept sending me all these emails and all these articles. And I finally were like, hey, what, what's, what's all this about? And he was like, you know what? I spoke to my uh, former husband and what well, previous or late husband, I should say. And um, he had told me how he was really just wanted my son to grow up and be this God fearing man. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm sending you all these articles because I want your son mm -hmm. to see that men who look like him, men who culturally are similar to him, men who understand the black man's experience are God-fearing men mm -hmm. that no matter what they've been through, they continue to journey and keep their eyes on God. Bro literally broke me down into tears. I'm with my <laughs> sister. She's like, why are you crying? I'm like, look at this. They love my son so much. And so great men, great people like Mary who are working faithfully to disciple women and pour into mm -hmm. them. So the way they serve here is you can't take it and not relate that to how Christ has served us. Mm -hmm. You know it's evident that these people are longing each and every day to serve how Christ serves us. Mm -hmm. So I'm very grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's very unique here. Um, so I'm Mary Shepherd. Kent and I have been here, I think, nine months. Oh, okay. It I was short. Like, I we got remember. here and we became members. Right, yeah, right. Like, we're staying. This is it for us. Right. Um, and... Man, I prayed for years for a church like mm -hmm. this. I've told you that before. And so some of the things that came to my mind about this question was the pastoral leadership of mm -hmm. this church, the vision that they've cast and um, how they've implemented structure right. and safeguards. Right. So yes. we can grow the church and protect the gospel at exactly. the same time. It's so important and it's such a well-functioning church. Oh, yeah. Which is Fantastic. Amen. And the preaching. Oh, yeah. Every week, those basic gospel truths that I have right. to be reminded of because mm -hmm. I forget quickly. 
and they're they're given under the meta narrative of scripture of creation mm -hmm. fall redemption mm -hmm. new creation so i'm able to like take my current circumstance whatever it is right. that week and subject it to the big picture. Right. And then at the same time, there's those deep theological principles that right. come out in the preaching. So you walk away and you have an entire week's worth of meditation on the character of God right. and yes. the sovereignty of God. And you can rest in that. Like mm -hmm. it's a perfect blend of everything I need to get right. through the week. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, the people. Oh, yeah. I have never been in a church with so many encouraging people. And just week after week, whether we're corporately meeting or not, Hmm. I'm exchanging messages mm -hmm. all the time, yes. praying with people, sharing praises with people. Um, there is a real genuineness yes. here. You know, we because we're military, so we move every couple of years. And in most churches, there's a general, you know, we show up for church, we're happy to be here and see each other, and right. this is what we do, and then we go be well-behaved in our community right yes. here there is a genuine thirst for the word of god mm -hmm. and the sanctification that comes with it right and that is a total joy oh, yeah. to see it is it has been very um fruitful for me mm. to be reminded that there's joy oh, yeah. in all of this yes. in oh, ministry yeah. so i'll yeah. say one of the things that i am so grateful for is the women in oh, our yeah. church yeah. I um, have never been around so many women, different stages mm -hmm. of life, different ages. Some have been in church their whole lives. Some just came last week kind of thing. Yeah. And just an intense desire for the word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not an intense desire for happiness or right. joyfulness or right. some other thing, fruit of the spirit that only women should possess right. or yeah. should show but an intense desire for the word to know the word, to right. know the Lord yep. and to study. Oh yeah. Yes. And it's just been so refreshing that women can know just as much as anyone else can right. about the Bible and that we, we need it. Yes. Not just right. that we can know it, but <laughs> right. we need it. It's yeah. just as relevant for us as it is for anybody mm -hmm. else. And that has just been so sweet to oh, be yeah. a part yeah. of. Oh yeah. I, Absolutely. Now, this is a weird time, obviously. We're right. on a panel instead of meeting together right. in person. And I will not share how I feel about that or else I'll cry on camera. Oh. But um, We miss you all. Yes. It's and your babies. <laughs> I miss your babies more than I miss my kids. I miss those kids. Yes. Now, what are some things that maybe you have implemented in your home life to kind of help set off this strangeness that we that God has given mm -hmm. to us because he is always in control regardless Correct. of how we feel maybe some routine or whatever it is that you have implemented in your home to kind of help through this time um I'm definitely enjoying I have older children so I'm not dealing with those you know smaller children issues they're pretty self-sufficient at this point um, but one of the things that I'm finding is God has given, as you said, God has given me this time to have with my children to really dive deep into the word, uh, to have this time where we, we kind of have a pattern. So what we'll do is we'll get together, we'll pray, we'll sing a song. It can be one of the songs they learned in Faith Kids. It can be one of the songs that are, is on the playlist that Matt created. <clears throat> then we'll pray and then we'll walk through 
a book of the Bible right now. We just finished Galatians, so we just finished chapter 6 this morning. Um, And then we'll talk and have a discussion about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, get to really just see where they're at at this point, what their view of God is. You know, Mm -hmm. do they have a little view of God? Do they have a a grand view of God? Do they understand God's holiness? Mm Because, you know, to truly understand our sinfulness, we have to understand God's holiness first. Mm -hmm. So do they understand their sinfulness? Um, In what ways can they take... um, what we've studied to implement that into their prayer life mm-hmm. and also in, uh, implement it into mm-hmm. our worship of God. Like we can sing praises. So that's some of the things we've done. Um, also, we've making sure that we are very active and attentive when we're sitting under the preach word. Mm-hmm. It's not just us viewing yes. um, yeah. a Pastor Kyle, Pastor Dan, <laughs> Ken, or whoever's up there preaching. It's not just us watching a video to have, you know, to put on our Christian checklist for yes. today, but yeah. being attentive and watching it. And then what's great about it is we can have those immediate conversations that you can't necessarily have an immediate mm-hmm. conversation because, you know, we got to walk out the door. We may be going to a separate class. Uh, we may have something to do at the church. So, like, we're right there and we can go straight from, hey, kids, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, yeah. Well, how did that, you know, how did that not necessarily make you feel, but how did that enhance your view of God? How did that mm-hmm. enhance your view mm-hmm. of our brokenness and our fall? Um, and so it, it, it's definitely a blessing. Like you said, God is in control. He is not surprised by COVID-19. Yeah. Um, a lot of times he leads us to these circumstances in order to uh, perfect us and make him more like him mm-hmm. to refine us. So yeah. definitely some of the things that we're doing in the Larry household. That's great. Yeah. That was perfect. That was my number one too. That gospel-centered family. Oh unit. yeah, your kids yeah. are going to notice if you let things yes. slide. Oh yeah, in a time like this, and it's going to make them question. So, to immediately implement things like that, so they know this is important no matter what season of oh, yeah. you're in. Yes, right. That is so important. So mm-hmm. you just said that way better. Yeah, not, <laughs> <laughs> this is not our break. This is not our break from. No. Right, the things we the should Lord. be doing. Yes. No, it's not. It's a perfect opportunity to make sure you can do that. Right. That you can feed yourself. You can feed your kids. Yes. You can do this in case oh, yeah. something worse than this ever happened. Right. Yeah, no. This right. is a great practice run for Well, that. and for many Christians around the world, this right. is everyday this life. This is what they this do. Every, yeah. This is they what they do. They don't get an opportunity to come and worship and sing loud. Right. Yeah. And, and be together mm-hmm. as a body. Right. I, something I've been doing with my kids, which I do normally, but I've been able to spend a little more time, is we pray for an unreached people group oh, every yeah. day. Oh, that's awesome. the Joshua Project. It's mm-hmm. an app, a free app you can get on your phone. And just the other day, my daughter was talking to me about being a missionary because of this app oh, that we have been praying through. And I, I, so thought, I thought it was an yeah. annoyance to them. I thought they were just thinking, oh, here's what, whatever we have That's to right. do for the day. And then for her to say, like, you know, we read, it, we read about unreached people groups every day, Mommy, and I just keep thinking about all mm. these people that don't know Jesus. Mm. Praise the like, Lord. Oh, wow. It is, it is working. <laughs> it is. It's working. What you're That's doing, awesome. they're noticing. Yeah. And, awesome. and this is, they may look back at this time mm-hmm. as such a special time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In oh, their yeah. lives. All right. Something a little more practical. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, Ken and I have known each other for like 30 years. Nothing really phases us. And we've been a military couple. Right. So we're right. used to the upheaval of deployments and right. PCS and TDY and training and all that kind of stuff. So... We just kind of do what we've always done, but 
whenever there's a big change in the routine, we almost over communicate in mm -hmm. managing each other's expectations. Ooh, so like really now good. for a lot of people, it's finances, right? People have a different idea of where the money's supposed to go. Right. When, you know, it changes and one of us is a panic shopper and I would rather stay home and starve and go to the grocery store. So, so you have to figure that out. You know, you right. want to talk about that. You want right. to make sure that that's good so that people aren't sitting around wondering what's going on. Don't expect your spouse to know what's on your mind when it comes right. to Or chores. Really mm -hmm. There's so much more sanitation and mm -hmm. laundry yes. and different things that are taking place. So talk about it. Like oh, who yeah. does what and when mm. right. so that you're not taking on the whole burden and getting bitter about it. Oh, yes. yeah. Someone else didn't think about that. Right. You know? right. So little things like that you can talk about. And, you know, Kent's been working from home. Some days, so we turn our spare bedroom into an office mm -hmm. so that he can do his work and I can do mine and we're not distracting right. each other yes. all day long. So there are little practical things that you can yeah, definitely. Like, we both try to get exercise all week long. We're working out because being stuck in the house is not that fun. So right. you have to release that yes. energy. Right. You know, yeah. and if you want to sleep good at night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we go for walks in the evenings every night. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. Lots of outdoor time. Oh, yeah. Fresh mm -hmm. air and the sunshine lately. Makes everything, everything a little better. bit better. Yes. So, I have younger children at home. All my kids are nine and under, and I have two toddler aged kids. So for me, routine is key. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Key, key. Yeah. And the more they know, again, over communicating, yep. the more they know, hey guys, this is what we're doing today. Mm -hmm. It just calms everybody down. Yep. Right. And there's something for them to look forward to. There's a reason to. Have them right. have a certain behavior. There's expectations right. instead of just a free for all, mm, right. and that may mean you're doing a craft or something right. very odd. But at least it's giving you something to do and expectation to right. have. Yeah, and this is a great time um, when training our children. Um, a lot of our children are going to age out, and they're going to be, you know, in the sanctuary with us. So yeah. what a great time when we are, yes. we do have this opportunity yep. to correct them without disrupting our neighbors to sit them <laughs> yes. down. You can actually <laughs> simulate being in church. Don't sit on your couch. Put some your dining room tables up mm -hmm. there and really teach your children about, like, hey, we're being attentive to the word. Um, I know you're used to eating all the gummies. Miss D, she's missing <laughs> the gummies, too. But you know what? We're going, and this is the real deal meal. Yes. This is this is not the kitty snacks. You're going to sit down and be fed um, yeah. spiritually. So this is a great time for us um, as parents and you know uh, mothers uh, to sit down and, and use this time to mm -hmm. train our children and prepare them for the next stage. You know, I'm going to miss my babies when they graduate, but I would like you know for our babies to be able to come in and I look around the corner and see my yeah. sweet babies paying attention to the preach word mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Yes. Now what are what are some fears that maybe you have for yourself or just for women in general? And I hope women that are listening to this, that oftentimes when we say this, we're actually talking about fears we have for ourselves. That's not what I did. Anybody, we don't have anybody in mind when we're mm -hmm. saying this, but yeah. maybe just some fears that women easily fall into during right. these stressful times. Yeah, I was really introspective when I thought about this question. Um, for me and so probably by extension a lot of us, when you're home alone and you're not having the accountability and interaction mm -hmm. with the body of Christ, there is a real potential for slipping back into old oh, sin yeah. behaviors. Yes. Oh, yeah. 
like it's really easy to hide stuff when you don't have to worry about yep. interference. Yeah. And you know, mm -hmm. obvious ones would be like drunkenness or pornography or something like right. that. Right. But there's the subtle ones, mm -hmm. and yeah. we use something like COVID-19 to excuse that. Mm -hmm. And the longer it goes on, the more dangerous it gets. Right. And for me, a big one was language, the way that I speak to mm -hmm. my spouse. There's mm -hmm. old patterns of unkind right. speech coming up. He's the only person I see now, and he gets all my garbage, and I'm in my house. And so yeah. I, I forget to filter my thoughts mm -hmm. and take mm -hmm. them captive to Christ. It mm -hmm. just all comes out yeah. and yes. it's not healthy and um sometimes another one would be like the jealousy and be anger mm. if you don't like the way that your living situation has changed someone's husband has to go to work and someone's gets to stay home mm -hmm. right and some people got laid off and other people didn't and whatever you're happy and you unhappy about and you think that someone else has it better than yes. you and that root of bitterness mm -hmm. starts to grow mm -hmm. and it can grow real quick mm -hmm. at yes. a time like this mm -hmm. and um laziness mm -hmm. no one's dropping in on me i don't right. have to practice hospitality i got nowhere <laughs> to go yeah so it's real easy to not structure my time well oh, and yeah. to binge watch netflix right. instead of doing things that are healthy and productive mm -hmm. and that i know I should be doing and then i think another big one was um anxiety and fear mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting to me to think about this because we're at a time where we're, because we're isolated in quarantine, right. we kind of run towards social media for mm -hmm. that connection. But yes. screen time has already been proven to cause anxiety and depression yeah. in Without some people. Without a pandemic. Without yeah. a pandemic. And so now you go on there and you have the desire to be connected, but there's that unending media narrative and yes. all the negativity with mm -hmm. it, the death tolls and the criticism of the government and on and on and on. And there's, it's, this huge potential to feed those phobias. Oh yeah. Yes. And and cause things that unhealthy level of anxiety. Obviously you have the normal emotions right. and worries because right. yeah. this is unprecedented for us. Right. Nobody knows what's gonna happen. But I'm talking about when it gets to the point where it's actually a, a deep seated distrust right. of the Lord. Mm, right. That's yes. dangerous. Right. Yes. That's dangerous. So we need to be really careful what we're filling our minds with. Right. Yes. Oh, yes. And so to that end, I've been really thankful for everything that Faith Family's been putting out there. Oh, it's it a blessing. Is, yes. It is such a blessing. <laughs> yes. So positive and gospel oriented, and it gives yes. you yes. something that helps create that healthy balance. Right. Um, but so we have to be really sure that our lives are God glorifying even though no one's like watching us because right. God sees what's God happening sees in our homes and we can use this time productively yes we can really use it to examine what's in our hearts mm -hmm. and get that stuff out we can pursue that sanctification and right. Christ likeness or you can slide back into those sin patterns and try to blame it on COVID-19 right. right but that doesn't really fly with yeah. the right. word you know yeah. so so that was that was big for me to really right. consider that yeah, right. That's really good. Um, Maybe that was excellent. <laughs> I was like, she's full of like all the things that I was going to say. <laughs> no, great, great. Like-mindedness. Um, definitely for me personally, I am an introvert. I love you, being, I'm a huge I introvert. I love being at home. My favorite place to be at home. Uh, I remember at one point it came up that maybe we would do some of our meetings, staff meetings, in each other's homes and my response was like the people I already want to see are already here 
I, I, I love being in my home, and so it's a very, but you know, it's very dangerous. Um, mm-hmm. In creation, the one thing that God saw that was not well was for man to be alone. We're created yeah. to be in community with each other, mm-hmm. and so that's a heart condition for me. Yeah. You know, we can laugh about it, but it's a, it really is a heart condition for me to not necessarily have that longing and that passion um, to be with fellow believers, and I need it. Mm-hmm. I need yeah. it, as you said, accountability. Yeah. Um, yes. Having someone to say, "Hey, D, that's, that's jacked up, sis. I need. I have to get you back in line. You know, yeah. let's come yeah. on. Let's. We just read Galatians six, so that restoration uh, yeah. portion of that uh, chapter. Mm-hmm. I need encouragement. Paul talked about in Rome, Romans, how he longed to be with the church of Rome so that he could be encourage them and that they could encourage him. So that encouragement that comes with fellowshipping with uh, fellow believers, in particularly my sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, uh, I've definitely been leaning heavily on Paul and his epistles mm-hmm. uh, for that constant reminder and that constant renewing of my mind that, hey, you should be longing. Yeah. Your heart should be longing yeah. to be back in the local church, oh, to be yes. back in the body. It doesn't even feel like it's only been three weeks, right? Like it feels no, like it's I been. Yeah, it, it feels like forever. It's been yeah. like it's been a long time. I'm yeah. an extrovert, so I Me find too. if I'm home too long Mm -hmm. I'm kind of down in the dumps now I do have lots of people in my home but for me a big thing I've had to really guard is my attitude Mm -hmm. how I speak to my children Mm -hmm. because I have young ones and so I've just been I'm very good at justifying my own sin Mm -hmm. and at saying well of course anybody would be frustrated if they had this many kids of course I have a right to talk like that or act like that Mm -hmm. and so just um a constant self-examination. Mm-hmm. Um, my prayer often in the morning is, Holy Spirit, please make it evident to me the minute I get out of line mm-hmm. because I can go through a whole day. Right. right. And if it starts early in the morning, man, it just festers. Yes. It just festers all day long. All day long. All day long. Um, yeah. Now, how, how are we making sure that we are being fed okay. since we do... We do not go and worship together. We do not sing together. So we talked about things that we've done together as a family, but is there something you've had to do maybe different personally um, just to make sure your own soul is being fed? Okay. Um, Routine is uh, pretty much the same for me. Um, Definitely diving into word. Um, Yeah. I'm an early bird, so I'm typically up before my house starts moving around, so I have that quiet time. I know it can be a little harder for some of us uh, mothers and even fathers who are at home with smaller children, but definitely uh, having my quiet time. I'm also, I love to sing. I sing all the time. If you really, really know me. <laughs> I love that because my mom was a singing mom. Aww. And me and my brother and my sister still talk about it. I, this day. I love it. so great. Um, so I, I go and I sing. Um, I do yard work. I don't, I don't have anybody to do it. So I can go outside and I can praise God with creation. Mm-hmm. That's what great thing about being, you know, it's been sunny, great weather. So you can go outside and sing. And I sing with creation. I also um, make up songs. Uh, this is a great time to really kind of see your view yeah. of God, um, see your theology. It's yes. through writing, maybe writing a poem or writing a song. So yeah. I'll be in the kitchen and I'll be like, holy, 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 holy. And I'm just singing. And I'm just singing. And my kids are like, what is going on? 
like, why, mom, why? And then I, you know, I'm pretty obnoxious about it. But this is a, for me, you know, singing. Um, what I love about songs is that they continue to replay in your mind. So you'll catch yourself singing songs that maybe we sing corporately all the time, or just yes. your favorite um, um, song. You'll sing it, and it's just this natural flow of praise, mm. even when it's even when you're not conscious of it. So definitely been enjoying um, singing um, and also continue just having my time and protecting my time mm. in the word and reminding myself, because like you said, Mary, it's easy mm. to fall back into previous habits. It's easy to kind of stray away from the word because Wow, Netflix just put out this new documentary. <laughs> hold on, hold on, Jesus. Hold on, word. I'm gonna finish this. You know, and I'll yes. come I'll come to you later. So it's easy yeah. to do that. So definitely making sure I'm like protective of me reading the word and yeah. enjoying all this content. I'm gonna yeah. I hope there's some way that these guys can continue to keep this content going. I'm gonna mm. miss it. It's nice. Yeah. I love it. Um, so keeping up with all the content and being in the word and singing. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my routine hasn't changed that much either because mm -hmm. I don't have kids. So I have the pleasure of having all day right. to, right. to, you know, I, I actually do chores and then I do Bible stuff and then yeah. I do chores and then I do more Bible stuff. Right. So I'm, I'm kind of lucky that way. But, um, you know, my week always starts with the Sunday sermon that really sets the trajectory it does. for the week. Mm -hmm. And then daily. Um, so right when I'm waking up and I drink tea, can't drink coffee because it makes me too right. <laughs> jittery. So I drink tea. But I have a devotional that I typically go through in a year. This year it's a day by day with John Calvin. So oh, I found right. it for a dollar at Goodwill. Right. And I'm like, everybody only talks about that one thing about John Calvin. So I'm going to read this like right. a little bit every day. And it's going to expose me right. to other things that he wrote about. The guy is a great theologian. So mm. that's been really, really good this year. So I, so I read the devotional that's kind of my waking up. Right. And then I love the Valley of Vision. Mm, that so is so I moved good. From the devotion to Valley of Vision, I, yeah. and I pick out one of the prayers, and I pray so my way through it. Right, you know what they are saying, but I'm, I'm, it focuses my mind into yes. what yeah. the day needs to look like and the things that I need to be praying right. about, and, um, and then like you said, I, I just read large chunks of scripture. Yeah. So I'll read six, seven, eight chapters at a time or entire books if it's a small epistle. Right. Because sometimes you notice things when you're way scoped out that you don't notice. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Looking at one or two verses. Mm -hmm. So I keep that running biblical narrative in my mind. Right. And then um, I'm also always writing curriculum because I love to teach. So whether yeah. I'm teaching or not, that's my right. in-depth study time. That's Because great. I have to be able to know the material if I'm going to teach it to other people. It helps. <laughs> yeah. So that's my really in-depth where I'm stopping and picking things apart and doing yeah. that. And oh, yeah. Of course, I'm also really lucky because I have a husband who loves to talk theology. That's yes. pretty much all we ever talk about. <laughs> so from the time that he's done working until we go to bed, everything is. And that's a great feeding, that too. That is great. It is. your spouse. It's that one is of the really best, great. most oh, helpful man. things. That's yes. one thing I definitely miss about marriage is that mm, yeah. late night pillow talk when everything is quiet yeah. and you can kind of discuss what you've read and how the word yeah. is fed yes. you, how, how the word is corrected you, yes. or whatever. Yes. That is like such a beautiful thing in marriage. I'm so grateful. Yeah. I'm a champion for marriage. Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with being single. I'm single. Yeah. Um, but I love to see married couples do that. And it's oh, such there's a beautiful, intimacy there that doesn't it, yeah. exist anywhere else. And you can't get it no. anywhere. No. It's so yeah. great. No yeah. one knows you like they do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if you're both being in the word constantly, yeah. you're just yeah. sharpening one another oh, yeah. and helping yeah. one it's, another. It's My whole schedule has changed 
since this pandemic oh, yeah. because I now have yes. three extra children at home that yes. I didn't normally and I'm now responsible for their education mm -hmm. that I wasn't normally. So for me, I was noticing a friend convicted me, not on purpose, of having Christian music playing because my house is so loud right now. <laughs> I'm just trying to get it all quiet that I wasn't playing anything. And I thought, I'm not taking advantage of yeah. this. There is some quiet sometimes in my well, home. And so then I should have Christian music playing rather than just That's silence, right, yeah. mm -hmm. or I should be listening. I have a podcast I like to listen to that is called The Briefing by mm -hmm. Al Mohler. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite Excellent. podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't even listening to that anymore because it was just so much all of a sudden. And so I just had to determine that I was going to keep yeah. those habits for myself. And obviously I'm in the word every day and praying every day, mm -hmm. but that has kind of had to change. The timing yeah. may now be when my kids all have an hour of quiet time for themselves mm -hmm. is now when my quiet yeah. time is, or if it's in the morning, just depends on the schedule, but it has to be a priority oh, yeah. or you will drown. And if you yep. can't do it now, how in the world yeah. are oh, you yeah, going to exactly. do it when everything goes back mm -hmm. exactly. to normal? Yeah. All right. Well, we, we all know that our church is an expositional church, mm -hmm. that we dive deeply into the Word every Sunday. And is that something that you were familiar with before you came here? Is that something you were raised in? And then how has that affected your walk with Christ? I like how you all just like looked over here. Indeed. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, Walked in through the doors, had absolutely no idea what I was like, oh, what is this kidding. word they are talking about? <laughs> like, I don't know any of these words. I'm, and it's just, I've learned so much in being here, but definitely, you know, when we say so if we buy a book, no, who picks up a book? Yes. Just opens up yes. to the middle of the book, reads a couple of lines. <laughs> yes. Like, you know what? I know the author's intent. <laughs> yeah. I know the context. I know everything. You don't do that. Yes. And, and and sadly, we do have a way of approaching the word. But um, your husband, he summed it up so beautifully. Like, I'm like, I need to like join our small group or something. This is, this couple right here is like couple goals. <laughs> um, but it is this right view of the word yes. and this right approach to the word, as Andy said, making sure that the word is over us yes. and the submission that I didn't know. Mm. I walked into it and I'm like, well, I've read through the whole Bible. I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm so spiritual. I'm so spiritual. <laughs> and then, you know, I get here and it's like, bow, bow. No, you yeah. know, you didn't know anything. It's one, two punch that I get. And, you know, because it's such an emphasis on the word is such an emphasis on expository preaching here. It has helped to guide me to one, get a right view of the word. I'm submitting yeah. to this word. Yes. One, understanding that this is God's very breath. Pastor Cal says all the time, this yes. is fell from the lips of God himself. Mm. Um, and this is a witness in John 5. Christ talks about some of his witnesses. And it, the word is his witness. So if I mm. want to discover him... How can I do it outside of the word? Yeah. How can I do yes. it picking up verse here that I find that uh, justifies how I feel or yeah. uh, that go coincides with my personal beliefs and poor personal moral standards? Mm -hmm. How can I do that? How can I know Christ outside of it without examining it? Because the whole word speaks of him. It really is, as Pastor Cal says, the hymn book. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. I grew up in churches that preached topically, yeah. which I think is the norm yeah. but you know i thought there was like four 
things in there like you know Christmas, Easter, <laughs> evangelism, and like worship. Right, and right. I thought I knew everything because right. I knew about those four topics. So I was totally shocked as an adult when I picked up the Bible and started to read it and started yeah. finding all the stuff that I didn't know. Because right, yeah. preachers don't have to preach it if they do it topically. They can yes. avoid all the really difficult oh, yeah. stuff. And my first exposure um, to expository preaching was John MacArthur. Mm-hmm. And so I remember hearing it and going, I, I want to be in a church that does that. Right. Like, I want to know the full counsel of God. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty much a non-negotiable for Kent. Wherever we are, we find the best example of that. They're not all the same, but we look for the best one that's there and and go with it. Um, But faith family has even gone above and beyond, I feel like, than what's the normal Mm -hmm. exposition. You know, Kyle's exposed me to different types. Like when he did the first person exposition in Philemon, that was so thought-provoking. I had never heard anything like that. It's still Mm -hmm. sticking with me like months later. Because it was just a different a different view mm-hmm. that I hadn't previously considered. And they're so careful here, all the pastors, really to expose that redemption narrative. Yes. And I'm thinking about Esther. The way that he preached Esther yes. was so different than any woman's mm-hmm. Bible study I had ever yeah. done. <laughs> like he really showed the human condition and right, yeah. God's interference and mm-hmm. the conversion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you get, again, that fall redemption, new creation type right. thing that not everyone is always so careful to yes. use. Right. But it ta- when you do that, then the application becomes very real. Oh, yeah. It actually fits what's in my life. It's right. not just some vague or yeah. like aloof kind of thing right. that you're generally supposed to do as a Christian. It's very real and oh, very yeah. hard-hitting. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's hard-hitting. So. I was also not raised in expositional preaching. I was also raised in topical. And I remember the first time I heard an expositional sermon, the speaker wasn't anything to write home about per se. I was used to hearing dynamic personalities and the way Mm -hmm. that they said a phrase and wow, that would really stick with you. And I remember walking away thinking, I don't know if I'll remember this, this preacher, but I just know God better Right after hearing that. And it's something to chew on for the rest of the week. I didn't even know if I liked it, as odd as that (laughs) sounds, because it was so different. But I I can still remember the the preacher, and I can remember thinking, wow, I didn't know that about God before. And so for me... I can't go back you to can. any other yes. exactly. preaching. Yep. There, I want to feast yeah. now when I hear the word, yep. and I want to chew on it, yeah. not for the day, but for the rest of my life. Yes. And I want to know, it just reveals God. Better. It does. And I, that's the best way to know him is through his word. And so yeah. I remember Kyle coming home and saying, this is what I want to do my doctoral degree in. And I was like, yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But yep, to me, it was do. still so foreign. <laughs> yeah. But I just remember thinking, I just, I know Christ better. Yeah. And so that was, it was just special to me. Mm-hmm. Now, um, what are you doing? Because we are clearly mm-hmm. in a weird time. What are you doing to encourage others around you? But more importantly, the body of mm-hmm. believers. What are we doing, maybe? 
in our homes, with our children, with our spouses, or by ourselves to encourage the body of Christ during this odd time? Um, one, staying connected um, yeah. uh, through text or whatnot. Another thing that me and my children just recently started is we're sending letters. Mm-hmm. Um, we spi- we're inspired by Paul. So we're sending <laughs> out our own letters. Um, they'll have contained prayers. Sometimes they'll just contain scriptures uh, that the children you know, feel like would be encouraging to the body. Uh, sometimes they may even be like, hey, what do you think about the sermon? These are some of the things that, you know, really stuck out to me. So we're writing letters and we're doing it in a unique way. Pastor Cal sent me a list of a, a lot of addresses. Mm-hmm. And so what I find out, find for myself is that we tend to gravitate to the people that maybe we share a little bit more history with mm-hmm. in church or um, we have common lifestyles with. And so for me and the kids to get us out of that and get us connected to these people that may be even, you know, when we can physically do it, we have avoided connecting. So mm. we put the names in a hat and we draw. Oh, so I, I can't, that. I don't get my, this person that I'm used to speaking to and that, right. you know, we naturally, we already have established a friendship. I have to write to someone that I may not even know mm. and share a that. prayer with them. And it's, yeah. it's challenging this uh, past week. The kids end up getting people, and I'm like, kids, I don't even know them. And they're like, well, we don't know what to write. And I'm like, of course, I pull out someone that, the, like, I'm familiar with, and the right, kids are yeah. familiar with. They uh, teach children's ministry, and I'm like, oh, Lord, I was really hoping the kids could get them. But it gets us out of that natural comfort zone to gravitate to the people in church that we're familiar with, and it's making me uh, love better, mm-hmm. making me is reach out better to the people that I don't maybe know as well. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I love that. Yeah, um, Kent and I have been reaching out to our small group at mm-hmm. least once a week, more oh, if right. necessary, if right. there's things going on. Right. Taking yeah. prayer requests, following up on that. Um, Kent's going to start doing video lessons for our small group oh, right. so that they have just something supplemental yeah. during the week if they want and we can keep that going. Um, I started the little Facebook mm-hmm. Bible study. So okay. I just really sweet. You know, read a couple of verses, answer some questions. You can participate yeah. online or do it at home, but just to give people something to think about besides mm-hmm. COVID nineteen. Right. You know, right. Just anything but at the moment. Um, but I think initially we thought this thing was only gonna go on for a couple of weeks. Yes. Now that it looks like we, we don't actually have <laughs> no. any yeah, kind of, yeah. I think that's a, a good topic to revisit. Like, yes. what are we going to do? Yeah. Yeah. So Something my kids and I are doing this week is we are egging people's yards. I love that. With, not real eggs, with Easter eggs right. and candy. We're going to go to a few church members that have young kids, mm-hmm. and we're going to throw a few eggs oh, in so their sweet. yard just to re- remind them. Um, something else we've done is we've just text to people, hey, we're outside of your house, yeah. wave or chat, obviously at a safe distance. Right. But um, just a reminder to see their faces mm-hmm. and um, just to remind us of them and them of us mm-hmm. and to try and get as much contact as you can in a oh, safe yeah. way. Yeah. Um, I pray for a group of people in our church every day. I have a notebook with a list, and mm-hmm. so I try to pray through our membership Um, every month but um, just even reaching out to those in my small group more Mm -hmm. or hey 
I, I saw a link for something I thought your kids may enjoy right, or yeah. just keeping a, a connection, checking on people. Mm -hmm. That's been really sweet. Right. All right, so the last question is, what is a good book? Doesn't necessarily have to help with fear or anxiety, or it can, mm -hmm. or what's just maybe a book you read 10 years ago that's still affecting you? What is a good book that you've read that you would recommend? Um, so in one of my small groups, um, we're going through Philippians, really encouraging, especially chapter one. I recommend yes. everyone reading that because um, Paul's talking about his imprisonment and how his, God is using his imprisonment to further the gospel um, and how people are bolder in sharing the gospel because of watching Paul and witnessing him be bold. And one of the books I would re recommend is Tim Keller's Belief in the Age of Skepticism. Mm -hmm. I think um, hopefully this COVID-19 inspires us to be a little bit bolder mm -hmm. in our witness yes. and it kind of gives you some guidelines of how to deal with some of those questions that people are going to naturally have, especially if you're dealing with someone who is an unbeliever. And it also has, it entails some um, things that people who are believers who may have some questionings, questions about God or need some things answered. So I think that's a great book to go through uh, to help you in dealing with those. Well, if God is good, then why is bad? Why are we going through a COVID-19? Yes. It kind of gets right. you prepped for some of that back and forth that may, you know, naturally have, not in an argumentative way, but just natural questions that people, that you may be a little bit more bolder in witnessing to, especially mm -hmm. like our, our families. Sometimes we find it a little bit harder to witness to our families, especially if they have kind of shut us down before. So they kind of give you some guidelines and some mm -hmm. help in doing that. That's good. Yeah. Um, Can you say just one? I can. I'm just one. No, just don't say as many. So I was thinking just over the last couple of months, some books that I've read that were helpful to me. I don't yeah. know how yeah. helpful they'll be to anyone else. But one was the pastor as public theologian. And mm -hmm. I'm not a pastor and I don't aspire to right, be one. Right. right. But the concept is the same for anyone who wants yes. to minister mm -hmm. to other people. And mm -hmm. it's basically that we are theologians first. Mm -hmm. You understand the word of God. And then you contextualize that word of God to people wherever they're at, whatever right. is their situation. So I don't have to be a parent. I don't have to be an expert at parenting to be able to apply the word of God to someone yes. who is a parent. Right. So, so that was a helpful way for me to think about that, you know. Um, another one is Paul, Apostle of the Heart Set Free mm -hmm. by F.F. Bruce. So it was a super in-depth perspective. If you've been reading a lot no. of Paul, I Oh yeah, so I was going to say, I'm glad you recommended yeah. that because that's what we were going in 1 Corinthians. It is, so yeah. like, it is I, like I had to reread pages at a time mm -hmm. because it was so much there. Right. Yes. Um, so it was a perspective of Paul's ministry, the progression of it, his right. theology as he was you know, working that, um, I didn't have time to fact check everything in there. There was so much that I never previously knew, right. but it gave me so much food for thought. And mm -hmm. a lot of it challenged me to consider my presuppositions on things, mm -hmm. which I really enjoy yeah. because a lot of stuff you just bring with you and you never stop yes. to think about right. like, do I really know this or do right. I just assume that it's true because right. someone else mm -hmm. told me. So I really enjoyed it for, for that. Um, a short, quick read was Faithful Endurance. So again, this was written for pastors, but for anyone who's ministering in any capacity to yeah. anyone, really yes. helpful. So it's like a collection of 
essays by various pastors about the disappointments and difficulties in mm, ministry. I bet that's really good. Yeah, it was like some of the chapters where ministry has left me spiritually listless or mm. I'm under the fire of criticism or they've left and I'm crushed, mm -hmm. you know, things that happen all the time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so it's not, again, super deep, but it's really good practical advice for um, getting back on track and trusting the Lord with the people that he's given you to shepherd. Mm, right. That looks that's like. really and, good. Right now, currently, I'm reading a book called The New Eusebius, or Eusebius. I don't know how you pronounce his name. So, um, <laughs> I can't pronounce most of their names, but yeah. it's a collection of surviving documents mm -hmm. from the early church up to the year 337 AD. Oh, wow. So really early stuff. And it is absolutely humbling to see what they were up against. Mm. So reading these, you know, letters that they wrote in different accounts or wow. right. works. So you see, like, how they worked out doctrines that we take for granted. Yes. We don't think anything of it. They actually had to, had work, to work through it. And, you know, the way they refuted different heresies, how they dealt with persecution. Mm -hmm. And there's also documents in there that were written for people that were non-Christians looking in on wow. the Christian culture and what their perception was of it. So... I am really, it's, it's not all easy at right. all. I don't get a lot of it, but right. it's teaching me how to think, right. not just what to think. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so I really enjoyed that. That's that really reason. good. I thought of the book, um, the gospel comes with a house key by Rosaria Butterfield. I love her. Um, at a time when we cannot be hospitable in a traditional sense. Right. I think that it is good to remind ourselves that mm -hmm. that is still a command that we are given as mm -hmm. Christians. Yeah. And I think a lot of us will stay in a habit of being more self-absorbed after mm. this yep. pandemic. I think we will be less apt to have people over now. I hope that's not the case, but I can sense for some people that that would be a very easy thing, a habit to fall into. I'm going to a big party at my yeah. house. Like, y'all will come over, <laughs> her, right? Please. I won't be at my house no. for like 10 days, but, yeah. but no, I just I, think, I think that, that that's true. I think that that's a I great that's, reminder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We may not be able to do it how we normally did it, yeah. right. but this is a great time to do that. I, you said you were re had to read pages over and over. I'm reading R.C. Sproul has a bunch of free books yes. on Kindles. They don't cost yes. a penny. Mm. And I'm reading What is the Trinity right now. Oh. And I'm like, yep. whoa. <laughs> Let me go back and reread re that page so I can get it. But right. this is such a great time to like challenge your mind yes. and dig yes. deeper. Right. It's like the Lord has taken every distraction away that mm -hmm. we could possibly think yeah. of. Mm -hmm. And he's given you a huge gift in our culture, and that's time. Mm -hmm. That's yep. something we don't have a lot of in our culture. Right. And so what an opportunity for all of us to just dig deeper. So, ladies, thank you so much. This oh, was so yeah. fun. It was very It was fun. so nice. We may never be asked to do this again because we probably went over. But... <laughs> I just wanted to thank y'all so much yeah. for coming, and uh, just personally, what a blessing you both are to me in your walks with Christ and your desire to know Him more. Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church. We gather on Sundays at 495 Hugh Hunter Road in Oak Grove, Kentucky, and are a short drive from Fort Campbell and Hopkinsville, Kentucky, as well as Clarksville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website, myfaithfamilychurch.com.